Greetings, Steve Scagebrook on this very opening scene that I've put up onto my OBS system. Um, for those of you who've not used this before, it's fabulous. It is a way of streaming multiple sources of information and then putting it into um, into anything you want to use, to be honest, um, as a single source feed. Um, I've got two choices. I'm using um, um, a nice little app that is um, part of um, Screencastify, um, part of the Google system as a plugin. And it really is very good. And it's it's generally free to use. I use a paid version, which gives me just a little bit more use. But um, hey-ho. And because I'm on a Mac, then I could also feed this directly into, into iMovies and use that as well. A little bit more complicated. Um, and I don't need that complication. Um, so I'm sticking with Greencastify. It, it's very good. And, and it allows me to strip out the audio version of this as well. And uh, for, the, for the audio people, because I've got no slide set today, um, I'm going to just um, feed into my normal um, current CPD website um, slide. And what I can do is I can put that into the middle and I can make myself just a little bit bigger. Um, and so you could see me a little bit more because the slides I've got for this um, on the 80s use of timber is ongoing at the moment. And so which is the reason why I'm a bit late this week. I'm trying to get it finished, but I thought, no, let's just get the audio version out and a little bit of a, um, a video out as well. And I'll back it up um, with the, the slide set later on on the skays.co.uk site. Um, that's it, really. Okay, let's let's delve in. Um, let's have a quick look then, if I can, at the way that um, the site for the AT-CPD site is going. And there are quite a few um, interesting um, things going on. Tonight, um, Dave Banasal at uh, Glen Howells Architects, big architects in Birmingham and London, um, is um, doing a, a presentation. And I know Dave not because I know him well, just because I know of him and I've met him a couple of times. Um, he is an excellent talker, an excellent technologist and architect. I believe he's an architect um, uh, as well. I know him as a good technologist rather than um, him being um, an architect. But hey-ho, um, the talk should be unbelievably good. Um, and I'm strongly recommending this one um, for you to do. Um, what else is up there at the moment? Um, I've stripped out some of the older stuff, and those are now in the archive section. So if you need to go back and see if they've they've actually recorded it their own right and put it up onto this site, I strongly recommend you do that. Um, the next one coming up is for tomorrow, uh, and, and that's an introduction to Autodesk's unified platform. Now, I received, um, because of the university, I received a name invite. So I can't use the invite that I got sent out or put up onto the site. All I can suggest you do is have a look around for an introduction to Autodesk's unified platform, BIM 360. Um, I, I just recommend this wholeheartedly. The, the industry is changing so much that it's good CPD to go and understand where Autodesk is taking us. Um, the argument you may want to use, is it the right direction? Well, until somebody comes up with something better, then you follow what Autodesk is going to do. Because in my mind, it's 
it's probably heading in the right direction until there's some major change in technology. This is the way that we've got to go. Um, CIAT Wessex region on the 31st of March um, have got a really good um, uh, look at the way that um, strategic development at Epic Games. Now, why the hell is an architectural technologist trying to do CPD and looking at game technology? Simply because he answers the question that I've put forward in the last statement, in that I have no idea where the industry is going. You may as well follow AutoCAD because they are leading the industry. But what happens if the gamers come up with something a little bit better? Now, if you've ever played any sort of game then you'll see that the graphics as you go through are unbelievably good and they're getting better and better and better. So that opens up the question is, well, how are they making these, these street scenes and room technology as you walk through shooting somebody with your gun and everything else? Or if you're a wizard trying to pick up objects. So the answer really is you've got to look at the way that the gamers are developing their industry. It's suddenly becoming interesting for the architecture and i think this is right that ciat wessex are doing a 43 minute online lunch cpd presentation and looking at this and seeing how it will change the industry um i may have mentioned this before for your cpd but there's a group called architectural social i've put it up onto the cpd at cpd website and it's basically um being run by a group of architectural students, part ones, part twos, there's part threes up there, there's a professor up there, there's a doctor up there, and there's myself and a load of other people who are now taking interest in the way that this works. Now, they come on on stream at 1 o'clock on, um, on Wednesdays, which is today. Um, and so I would strongly recommend you go and have a look at it. They talk about everything from architecture through to technology through to how would you build some of this stuff that they're actually designing. Um, and it really is a very good one. Um, there are various other things that's out there that I'm beginning to um, to watch, and I've put them up on the, on the site. Um, but as far as CPD is concerned, um, I'm, I'm actually buying. And let me just disappear for a second, and I'm going to get this for you. Um, and, and, and this is what I'm buying at the moment. And, and this is, believe it or not, that is Mitchell's. Now, if you've ever gone through college, I went through college with Mackay's, Mitchell's and Barry. But this is the original, not quite, but almost there, about four years from the start of when he first put his first edition out. This is the second, third or fourth edition in that period. So it's Mitchell's advanced course. And if you're looking at the date on this, you'll see it is 1903. Now, 1903 is the start of the century. A lot of buildings going on. And if you look at Birmingham, where I live, then there are a number of buildings which were put up during that period of time. Why should I look at this? Well, this is the technology that they were teaching at the time. So if you're doing any work on these buildings, then this is the technology you're going to have to either clean up, repair, or attach new construction to that existing older building. 
And you can't do that without understanding the technology that was used at the time. So um, the, the link today, I think, is go and see if you can go onto eBay and buy up some of the older books. I've got my copies and, and I'm starting to use this. Now, I'm in the throes of scanning this. Now, because the university's got the licenses to do so, we can scan it professionally and we'll put it up onto the library system at the university. So if you're one of my students or a past student, you've still got access to the library, that's where it's going. And it'll be a usable EPUB, I hope, electronic document, which means that you can highlight text, put that text into your reading list, and then add notes to that like you can with Kindle. Working on it. Let's see what happens. So um, let's just move on a little bit. And, and um, today's subject, is, it's, it's all about timber. Now, we, we use timber in a variety of different ways, from squaring out holes in the wall so you can build around it. In other words, it's first fix, second fix, third fix. It's the way that we use timber. We can use it just for shuttering work. We can use it for um, shuttering out a window area. We can use it in roof structures. We can use it to put on your floors. We can use it as a structural medium in terms of putting it together on the floors and the way you can do. I call them JJ joists because that's what everyone in the trade calls them. But they're not. They're, they're these, these engineered beams. And then you can go on to looking at the way that shingles are used, which is timber on, on roofs or shakes. And then you've got the way that you can put decking outside using timbers. And in certain cases, strutting out, no, strutting out, studying out walls where we're making partitions, both internally and external walls in timber. So that's been replaced a little bit by, by metal studs because they're quicker and easier to use. But I still like the idea of, of, of timber studs. It, it works better for me. And what else are we doing? A load of different things are being used within timber. Um, the way that we can use the shavings in particle board, chip boards, and, and, and the like where we're creating structural panels that we can use to replace in floors and into in certain cases to walls. And then you move into the other area that's been around for a long time, which is plywoods. So you get both rough plywoods and the more elegant plywoods for, for making furniture out of. But I'm just looking at the rougher side. And in that, you can split it into two, standard and the marine plies and all the other bits and pieces you can get with that. So when you're looking at the way that timber is used, it's not just a simple case. Um, if you're at the university, then you'll have access to the trial of data tables to working out the span that a permitted piece of timber is used. And I think it's wise to go and start to research this. Now, these are all softwoods that we've been, we've been talking about. There is the other side of it where you're using hardwoods for the more elegant, final, finished work, balustrades things like that, timber work with doors and certain other areas, veneers going over the top of it. And, and in certain cases, windows, although I haven't seen that done for an awful long time. Um, and there are glue lamp systems coming on that use both more expensive hardwoods and then backing in the middle of it with a with the cheaper softwoods and then the outer skins in the inside being put up with 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 a with a, with a, with a 
a more reasonable hardwood. So there are lots of different areas in this particular industry that you need to start looking and researching. There's a good stuff out there. There is lots of papers being written. And if you go onto Google Scholar and start looking at the way that timber is being used, there are loads of different papers up there. And also the differences between um, softwoods and hardwoods. There is a structural difference between the two. And I recommend you go and look for that. Then there is the idea that we can use timber in various other places. And if you just hang in with me there, I'm going to start to look at some notes I've, I've been looking at. We have to start thinking about endangered species. Uh, it, it, is, it is essential that we cut out this trade in logging that, that just fells timber for no apparent reason and then falsifies the, the, the supply chain documentation. It needs to be done correctly. We need to replant. We need to protect these species. So when you're doing your research on it, go and look at the threatened species and making sure that it is being sustainably grown and felled. The next thing we now start to look at is the way that we cure this material. In other words, we don't put green lumber in, although there are certain cases where that's allowed. But in general, we need to make sure the moisture content is at the right levels for, for doing it. Um, there's an interesting area around here where you start to look at the impact resistance of timbers. Now, I've seen this happen several times where we've put in softer woods and the softwood has not taken a beating. It is dented, it's gouged and all sorts of things. So when you're looking at an application, make sure that the timber is hard enough to be able to resist the damage that's going to be inflicted upon it. I.e., don't put a balsa wood into an area where they're going to be kicking it. Um, one of the things that is never taught that well, I think, and I think it should be, and if I was doing this again, I would certainly look at this, and that is the way that timber is cut. In other words, how is it sawn? because the way it is sawn and the log divided up into the various segments that you've got depends upon its ability to stay put. In other words, will it curl? Will it start to bow because you're drying it out? And the way it is cut depends upon... Now, the way it is cut, which controls that bending or warping, as it's called. So understand how a log could be cut into the various segments and the way those different cuts are going. Shrinkage is a big one. Um, and, and, and again, it's all down to the, the, the proper drying process of, of any timber. And what I'm going to do onto my, my notes is to look at this um, and I'm looking at first fix, second and third fix but also the way that detailing is done in terms of using the, the right timbers in the right place, grounds within a door, good quality timber for the, the door itself. And to a certain extent, some of the jointing and, and, and fixing of these of the, of the timber. Um, I was always taught how to put in the correct screw and how these screws can change the, the look of that piece of timber how you can secretly fix, how you can um, pin in the right places. And pin is just shot firing a small electric, no, um, a shot fire or, or, or air power, a small little pin 
to secure something in place. And then done in the right way, this is good. Mr. Bali, I am awfully sorry. My old timber teacher, um, uh, woodwork master from my secondary school, would be up in arms now because he never agreed with this. But I think there is a place for pinning timber. Um, what else can we look at? Jointing. Now, there is, if you look at, look, on, on, on YouTube, and I'll put some links up to this when I eventually finish this this, this slide set. Um, there are a number of ways of jointing timber, mortise and tenon being the most obvious, but there is a load of different um, dovetail joints that we can start to look at. And it gives that timber either a better look, a better feel, or even it's stronger. Um, the obvious one is the bird's mouth joint when you're looking at roofing how that is done and the reasons why, because you're getting a better surface area out of it when you're bearing. In other words, it makes it stronger. So um, one last thing that I want to put on is the, is the structural use of timber. Um, and here I'm straying into buildings that are made entirely of timber. And it's an area I want to explore a little bit more in detail so one of the things that I'm doing is next week I'm going to start to look at laminates. In other words, glue lamb beams and way they are particularly used. And the week after that, I think I'm going to go into looking at not smart cities, but the way that cities of the future can be used with structural use of timber completely. No concrete, very little steel work, perhaps no steel work at all. But the higher up you go, the more you're going to have to think about this. We're going to have a look at some Japanese stuff because when you look at earthquake zones, timber fares very well. Why? Because it moves and grooves with the the forces that have been applied upon it. So I'm going to start to look at that. So there's some research for you. Um, timber is often misunderstood, misused, and misspecified. Um, I have in my past gone and made friends with a couple of timber yards, um, one down in Hereford that um, I, I particularly like using. Why? Because they always gave me the right advice. So when I'm looking at a particular job, I'd go to them and say, look, I'm looking for some timber to specify on this. What should I be using? And they come up with the timbers. Why a timber yard? Because they've got their ear to the ground and they understand what timbers are coming through. Timber just does not come at the click of a button. It comes at a time when it can be harvested. In other words, the felling, um, what's current at the time, what forests are on stream and what timbers are coming through to get the better use of the timber. And if you're saying to him, look, I'm going to be looking for three or four years time, that's fine. He'll know what timbers are coming on stream. So make friends with the timber yards and get their advice on to what timbers to specify. And that's about it, really. Um, I hope things are good with you. Next week is the first of, first of May, I think, is the next one, and we're going to have a look at um, glue lamb beams. Go and have a look at the, the website, both the at-cpdsite.co.uk and myscase.co.uk. Keep up to date with that. The timber uh, presentation will come up, I hope, um, um, in the next couple of days while I do this and the glue lamb one as well. For those of you been asking, um, um, I'm using OBS, which I probably said at the beginning. OBS or Open Broadcast Software 
allows you to take two or three feeds and everything else and feed it into one area and then transmit that as a single file or feed to your recording system. I've got two. Um, I'm using um, uh, this particular one, which is what I'm using at the moment, Screencastify. It's a plugin for, for Google. But because I'm on a Mac, I've got um, iMovies as well. I tend to think iMovies is a little bit more complicated, and I've only used it when I want to add in more um, uh, video footage or clip footage or whatever and start to build up a, um, a presentation that way. But when I'm just doing it straight off like this, then I use Screencastify. It works for me. And also Screencastify allows me to strip out the MPEG-3, which is the audio version of this, and put it up. Okay, be good, be well. And I'll um, speak to you the next time. Cheers all.